good morning, good morning, and welcome to Reveal and Heal. You know, you can't heal if you won't reveal. I have an amazing guest today, Lakeisha Dixon. Oh my God, this has been a long time coming. When I tell you this sister has a word in her belly, she is going to come forth this morning and she's going to allow God to use her. This is Motivation Monday. New beginnings, new week, new goals. Go ahead. You still got time to tag your friends, tag your neighbors, tag your family members, tag anyone that you know that need a motivation word. The topic this morning is I'm still here. Oh, many of you out there, all of you out here, out there, if you got the blood running warm in your veins and you are breathing, even if you're on a ventilator, you're still here. You're still here. Ladies and gentlemen, you can follow us on all podcast outlets. Remember, um, this is a platform. Facebook Live is a place of engagement, right? We are a podcast. We're on the major outlets of uh, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio. But Facebook Live is a place of engagement where you can see what's happening. We also have a, use, a YouTube page, which you can go uh, put in a search engine, Relationship Lounge 19, and you can look at all of the past episodes that you possibly have missed. But that radio version is clean. It's clean, and you can listen to it each and every day as often as you Please, but this morning, we're live and in effect. Y'all put your hands together and show your love for Lakeisha Dixon. Good morning to you, sis. Good morning, Coach Deb. How you doing today? <laughs> I'm so blessed and highly famous. And I know some people out there, honey. It was like, oh, Lord, not that again. But I'm telling you, I just feel it at all. I got cold chills. I know it's about to be something. Ooh, yes, honey, yeah, I know yeah. it's about to be something. You know yes, what I'm saying? Because we all yes. got a story, but a story is not a story if it ain't been told. Come on now. I love that. I love that. And my friend J.J. Simmons always say, until you get sick of hearing something, you just not begin to get it. Okay? So, <laughs> so we not going to dismiss the familiar hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, and praise the Lord, because all that is very necessary. Uh, for such a time as this. So I am so honored that you have asked me to be on your podcast. I'm truly in high expectations, not only for myself, but for the impartation uh, to the listeners. Absolutely. And thank you once again for saying yes to this interview. And we're going to let our steps be ordered, honey. Yes, indeed, we are. And I'm not going to delay. I am not going to delay because I'm just so flushed right now. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to delay. We're going to move forward. I want you to introduce to the people who is Lakeisha Dixon? <laughs> well, you know, I am Lakeisha Dixon. Many call me the breakthrough strategist, but I am a child of the Lord. I am uh, a royal priesthood. I'm a holy nation. I'm the apple of God's eye. Come on now. I was lost, but now I'm found, right? I'm a daughter. I'm a queen. I operate in different mantles. I carry the anointing of my father, Messiah, Jesus, the breasty one, the first and the last alpha and omega, my vindicator. Come on now, my redeemer, my defense and my defender. I am Lakeisha Dixon. I am a daughter of Zion. I'm a daughter of Jesus Christ. I am uh, all those things. And I have understood and have accepted the full mantle of my identity in Christ. And because of that, 
has eliminated all identity crisis. And so I take full authority of knowing that I be accepted into the beloved. It doesn't matter what I did, no matter where I came from, no matter what sin I did, there's no condemnation for me, Lakeisha Dixon, because I am in Christ Jesus. So that's who I am, along with a whole other stuff. But for the most part, what people need to know that Christ is my life. Grandma used to take me to church and I used to laugh, but ain't laughing no more, right? Because I was a mantle of an intercessor. I was a mantle of a woman that imparts and break yokes, right? And so when we talk about who we are, we always have to give God glory. We always have to turn it back to the creator. We always have to turn it back for what he has done. And so he has quieted my storms. <laughs> he has quieted my storms and he has given me a mind that is completely in tune and in authority with my father God. So I am Lakeisha Dixon, the daughter of Jesus Christ and so much more. Now listen, y'all. What did I tell y'all? What did I tell y'all? <laughs> <laughs> what did I tell y'all? Now listen. Mm-hmm. My Lord. Lord, listen. I almost got up from here and ran. <laughs> what, did I, what did I tell y'all? See, I couldn't even prepare y'all. And we ain't even got it started. She just introduced herself. <laughs> My God. Yeah. Now, see, I wasn't even ready. I thought I was ready. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I'm so excited. Sis. Indeed, you are all those things. Yeah. Indeed. Yes. Take this time, sis. As so many are right now fanning and even some did get up and run. I know they did. Mm-hmm. I couldn't. Mm-hmm. Sis, go ahead and share with the good people that are listening what it is that you desire to do here on this earth, in this earth place. What it is that you desire to leave mm-hmm. when your life is done here on this earth. Mm-hmm. What impact do you desire to have on the lives of the people that you meet from day to day Mm -hmm. on a smaller scale and on a higher scale? Mm -hmm. Um, Coach Deb, I love that question. Being someone who have helped people from the stay-at-home mom to the drug addict to the pastor addicted to porn uh, to the multimillionaire, One of the things that I realized is that we all need impartation. We all need inspiration and we all need information. And one of the things that I desire about legacy is because I felt like my grandmother left me a legacy. And my grandmother used to bake for free at the church. You know, back then they was baking cakes every first Sunday. My grandmother used to pile us up in her car and she would bake all these pound cakes. And I remember watching my grandmother serve in grace. You know, she had on her white stockings, white shoes, white skirt. I mean, grandmother was laced in white. But I remember her serving people. And I remember when my grandmother passed away, she didn't leave no recipe. 
but somehow the mantle got on me and I mm. naturally took on a desire to bake. To me, that's legacy. My grandmother yeah. been gone um, almost 30 years, but yet now I have built a legacy also with baking. Um, I bake treat, and now grandmother name didn't make money, but I have made profit. See, to me, that's legacy. Yes, indeed. Legacy is when you can influence somebody so much so that they life pivot, they life transform, they they are actually able to break through. Legacy will help someone destroy generational curses. And so when I think about legacy, I think about information. I think about uh, having your thumbprint left in the earth. And that is so vital. Um, and when your voice is amplified in the earth, your voice can be amplified through your writings. Your voice can be amplified through the impact that you left in the world that people remember you. Your voice can be amplified through um, someone listening to a podcast such as this, watching the YouTube, because information don't go away. And so I truly believe the best way for me to leave a legacy is I think about my grandmother and what I have decided to do i'm going to impact people so much so whether i leave a legacy through recipes leave a legacy through my books leave a legacy because somebody was a dope addict and now they are full delivered no matter how i leave a legacy i want to be able to leave that through inspiration impartation and information that's how i am going to leave a legacy here on earth uh, uh giving people hope because yeah. I know for me, I was a woman that was diagnosed with a tumor in my breast. I had skin biopsies, liver biopsies. I had two blood clots that went to both of my lungs. And I'm still here. I had oh, no. My father had three sisters. All three of them died from AIDS. And I'm still here, breaking the doors down, breaking the doors down so that others that come behind our generational line can be blessed and not be plagued. To me, that's what I think about when I think of legacy. I think about legacy when the doctors was like, you had, we can't even call them blood clots because they are so huge. They were burdens sitting in both of your lungs like they were strategically placed there. And the doctor said, somebody really wanted you here and I'm like I'm still here why because the shed blood for me on Calvary the, the the assignment wasn't done and so until I take my last breath my life is commissioned to helping people realize that if they are still here they have a reason to breathe a reason to live a reason to write a reason to apply for the job interview a reason to believe that God is going to send them a spouse a reason to believe that God will restore their marriage a reason to believe that they can be healed in every area of their life. That is legacy. Knowing that someone is inspired, even after I am up in glory, somebody will say, have you read that book? Have you read those words? Do you remember when she imparted? To me, that's the biggest and highest compliment when someone is still speaking about you after you have passed and went on to glory. Legacy. Amen. 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 Yes. You know what? I'm reminded because you do a number mm -hmm. of things, sis. Mm -hmm. You do a number of things. Go ahead and take this opportunity to share with the listening audience what it is that you do. And also, two part question These things that you are doing, do you believe that? Uh, 
these things that you've been gifted to do is a part of your legacy. Mm. So I'm going to answer the first question first. Yes. yes. So I am a full-time uh, life coach. So I coach women daily, whether that be spiritual coaching, business coaching, that's what I do. Uh, we also have an academy that we certify and train global leaders um, to become coaches. And then I bake. <laughs> I bake and um, it's, it's a natural gift. I've been baking for over 15 years and we have an online bakery. And so I do that and I'm so at peace as a business owner, you know, so many people want to get on this side, but you want to be become a business owner that's not toiling, right? And so I always teach people there's a way that you can soak in the presence of the Lord when you don't have to toil you for business. Because if God really caught you there, surely that's a harvest for you without toiling. And so I rest in this place of entrepreneurship, not being lazy and lackadaisical, but understand I don't have to operate how the world operates. And so that brings me so so much joy and peace. And do I feel like this is legacy? Yes, I feel that this is absolute legacy because I didn't find my feet on the balancing beam until I was about 33 years old. So prior to that, I had low paying jobs. I was the black girl from Bay County, no degree, just decrees. And so I was getting these low paying jobs, $10 an hour. I was on food stamps and I was, was just, just feeling lost. And God called me for it. And he told me that I will use your voice and you will amplify globally. And so I believe that my assignment in this earth has been to help people get to their next, whatever that next may be. And I have realized is that when I hear people say, you know, I just want to be successful. And I tell individuals to find what success means to you, right? Because success is really the completion of a goal. And we all have a different level of success. Someone's in hospice right now who may be listening. Success is not only a 10-bedroom mansion. It may be healing for their body. Someone who just graduated from college, success is like, I'm going to land my first $50,000 a job. And so a year job. And so success for everyone is different. At the age of 42, I feel like I'm now experiencing success based on what I've written out. And so, yes, this is definitely legacy. It's legacy because it's of God. It's legacy because I'm being obedient uh, to the voice of God and obedient and activating my gifts. And so yeah. I believe that you can't really effectively leave true legacy if you are operating in disobedience. Oh, okay. It, there's, there's no way it can happen because now you're into your own thing and that's not what God has called you to do. And so in order for you to leave a legacy, you must be in tune with the voice in the presence of the Lord because he will guide you into all spiritual truth and understanding. Oh, wow. Facts on facts. <laughs> Indeed. Now, we're this time, I'm, I'm, it, it's so much to you. Mm-hmm. It's so much to you, <laughs> excuse me, and it's like, I, I'm hearing God, and I just want to stay there, right? I don't want to be all over the place, because what it is that, you got, that you're sharing, someone needs to hear it. Yes. So it's like, I could just take you in so many areas, because I love talking to you, I love the conversation, it's just so amazing, but this, this is a transparent moment right now, yes. that you have need to share mm -hmm. someone need to hear 
with uh, a place in your life where you have overcome, a place where you are free to share, mm -hmm. a place where you honor and give God glory for it, and mm -hmm. the reason you're still here. Yeah. So if you just take this time to share, to reveal and heal. Wow. Wow. Soaking in that question, it brings back so many things to the forefront because when you are an individual who have dealt with so much, you have been through so much trauma, you can you can kind of just dig in a bag and pull out a trauma and just exactly. read off of what you want to say. Um, culturally, we, we don't deal with the trauma of our lives, but when we talk about overcoming, just to give the backdrop, and then I will, I will come back to this transparent moment. But by the age of eight, I was molested. By the time I graduated from high school, I was losing my last aunt from AIDS. Uh, when I was in high school graduating, I was diagnosed with a severe skin disease called psoriasis um, that plagued my skin. And later on found out from a prophet, it was a modern day form of leprosy the enemy was trying to use to take me up out of here. Not knowing that my skin would be plagued for 13 years, I would have scales, literally open sores on my body, 90% of my body. And at that age, while I was going through the diagnoses, I was going through the tumor in my breast. Then I was going through the liver biopsy. Then I was going through uh, now 16 dermatologists just to get me in the best health as possible with my skin. But I will say this, when we talk about overcoming the process of Coach Deb is what taught me endurance. I don't believe if I had not gone through that, I would be here talking to you now. I believe Amen. that certain situations force us into a place where we have no other choice but to stay on our knees and give God glory. I remember I met one of my dermatologists and she said, how in the world are you living with this on your skin? And, and, and so much so when I think about this overcoming and this place of overcoming and really trusting God for your next. Because yeah. what they don't tell you is there is joy after that. There is peace after that. And I yes. remember my skin was so badly severe that when I take off my clothes, since we having transparent moments, when I expose my body, even to this day at 42, my skin tell me a story of what I had gone through. And uh -huh. so when I look at my skin, I look at the deep scars. Now I'm not talking about just a scratch. I'm talking about 90% of my body is scarred. When I look at that, I think of how it must have felt when Jacob wrestled with that angel because I was like, Lord, in the name of Jesus, heal my body. Heal me, oh God. And I remember going through the frustrations, Coach Deb, but I remember I created, I was about 19 years old. I created a vision board and I had three naked women on my board. And people didn't know why those naked women was on my board because I said, God, I believe that my skin would be smooth like that. Not knowing Coach Deb, it would take almost 14 years for my skin to be completely scale free. I still had to go to church. 
I was over the singles ministry. I still had to minister. God was still calling me uh, to a place to impart, a place to pray, a place to rashiabashon. Come on now. He was still calling me to a place to impart, but yet I was in a pit. But I was encouraged because I was like, one day my skin will be clear. And so when I think about this, this transparent moment of, of what God sometimes takes us through, the process is the pruning. The process is the squeezing out uh, everything that's on the inside of you. The process is taking up your bed and following Christ anyway. The process is when God asks you, do you want to be made well? You don't give him your history report. You immediately say yes. Heal me, save me. God, I'm crying out. And so when I think about this transparent moment, I think about that place of frustration and brokenness that I was in for so many years, but still doing the work of the Lord. Although I was frustrated, I could not let go of his hand. Although I was sick and tired, I still couldn't speak a word curse. Although I didn't know how God was going to heal me, I still could not from operating in faith. When we talk about this place of transparency revealed to heal, what we must understand is that every time I expose myself in front of God, that is the most sacred and amazing place to expose myself. Because if I can get exposed in front of a man and show him my body, surely I can get on my knees and say, Father God, I thank you. And this is what I did that wasn't pleasing in your sight. But I'm asking you to forgive me. Father, I'm asking you to heal me. I'm asking you, God, to snatch me back, to make atonement for my soul, oh God, to keep me in all my ways. And so when we talk about that type of transparency, God has no other obligation but to take his child and heal you. And healing is not just a physical thing. It's mental sobriety. It's mental sobriety. It's emotional sobriety, spiritual sobriety. It's when you're operating from a soundness of mind. And God will have you in a midst of chaos still operating in a soundness of mind. And I remember Dr. Yolanda Powell said, you are operating with the anointing of the ox. She said, because all that you have been through, an ox is able to carry the heavy load and still function. It's, 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 it's heavy, but they know how to still function. And still function. That's right. And I was in my late 30s when she told me that, because they used to be like, how are you, how are you functioning with so much stuff going on? And I realized what really kept me was intercession. And so I want to tell the I want to tell the listeners, I don't care how far you go down or how far you go up, you better keep your mouth open and pray. Mm-hmm. No, never let nobody tell you that you so far gone that you can't call on the name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you just coming out this morning. <laughs> don't never let nobody tell you that you're too far gone that you can't call on the name of Jesus. And that's why I, I used to love, that's why I appreciate it. Uh, DMX because it didn't matter where he was, he would still tell people about Jesus, even in the midst of his addiction. You never stop declaring, you never stop claiming, decreeing, declaring, affirming, prophesying what you need God to do in your life. Oh gosh, I, I can go on, but I tell you, I, I'm encouraged. 
I'm encouraged. And so that's how I was able to reveal, to heal by keeping the word of God in my mouth in spite of the mess, in spite, in spite of, of the frustration, in spite of the sin, in spite of all what I said, it was always, I'm going to keep that name in front of me, in my mouth, under me, over me, around me, everywhere I go, I'm going to make sure I know, not nobody else, but I know how to call on the name of Jesus. And that what kept me in the most difficult time of my life. Because while everybody was in college, everybody was dating and getting married, I had open sores on my body where water was like acid to my skin. That is what healed me, is keeping his name and believing that one day I will walk into full deliverance and healing. Yeah. You know... You cannot resist the fact that you have just laid out trust the process. Mm -hmm. You just laid out the importance of the wait, sis. Mm -hmm. You just laid out the importance of not giving up and not giving in because mm -hmm. I know that there were different people that were speaking a different language than yourself. See, I can attest to the process of healing because, see, it's not an overnight thing. No, no, because no. during that process, God got some work you want to do in us. Yes. And I'm speaking that to whoever's listening this morning. Mm -hmm. Understand, you can't rush your healing. Right. Right. But you got to trust God right. doing you your healing. God. You got to trust God. Because it happened different times in the Bible. When we when we look at people who got healing, um, who was touched by Jesus, some people was touched. And some people believed him so much so he had to touch him. And so as we know that there's different levels of healing in the Bible. It's according to your faith. It's according to when Jesus asked your question, do you want to be made well? Mm -hmm. uh, your faith has made you well. So there's a series of different things how Jesus healed. The Bible says some got their healing immediately. Some got their healing that very hour. And mm -hmm. so as we know that there was different time um, frames in the Bible where people got healing. But this is the thing that we must believe. Whether God give you your healing right now, today, or he give you your healing five years from now, would you trust him? And I think that's the thing that we must learn. And this is why I'm a firm believer. When you're going through certain things, whether it be emotional, spiritual, physical, be careful who and what you say. Because if you are not careful, someone will rob you of you believing about your own healing. Because you may set it in your heart that you're going to be here, but somebody may say, well, you know, my so-and-so died from that, or this person I knew uh, got it, and that wasn't their report. Listen, my faith would be the report of what I believe God for, right? And so when we begin to allow the word of God to soak in our heart, that's why I always tell people, let it soak in your heart first before you run your mouth off to go tell people. Because if you're not careful, someone will rob you out of your faith of believing God for the miraculous healing that you need, for the miraculous miracle that you need. God can do anything but fail. It will be according to your faith. Do you want to be made well? And we see that with the Shunammite woman. That woman ran to the promise maker. Like, I'm not stopping. Don't tell me nothing. You take me right directly to him. What are you willing to do to get to that place where you trust God with all you have, even if you have to crawl, even if you have to cry, even if your knees are shaking and buckling, whatever it is, do you trust God? 
And do you trust that he can really believe that he, that he really will bring you through and bring you out? And that's what I had to do on more than one occasion. I tell people my life has been a fight, but I am a miracle that God still does miracles. I am a sign that God still gives signs. I am a wonder that God still will show you a wonder. I have seen and I have had to stand in some of the most difficult trials and tribulations. And I have seen God move like never before. Since you've said so much, you've, you've said so much. First of all, you don't look like what you've been through. Mm-hmm. So that's the testimony in itself. That's the glory of the Lord right there. And, you know, and you sharing, and you, and you sharing, you have mentioned the fact that how you can be robbed of your blessing, of your healing, of your deliver, deliverance by listening to an outside voice. And you also shared how powerful the tongue is. Mm-hmm. You, you said this. Yes. Yes. So it's like, will you believe the report of the Lord? Mm-hmm. How bad do you want it? How bad do you want it? How bad do you want it? I was praying with a friend today. I was praying with a friend. And I said in the prayer, Father God, before we even ask you for anything, let's just, we want to repent for things we did that we know exactly. that I can say, God, that was me. I was dead. I'm guilty. Things that we done unknowingly agreeing with somebody else. Not even knowing. A lot of things in our lives we have agreed with and it has come upon us. Forgive us. And so oftentimes we have to go back to those sacred prayers, Coach Dad, where we're not too proud for the acts of forgiveness. We, we, we come to the throne room of God and everybody want to pray for their money, their business. But how about you pray and thank God that he already paid the ultimate price. So your sins are dismantled and eradicated. And I feel like we're losing that because everybody wants to pray for success and money and things and all that is good. I tell people, but wealth is already on you. And when you open up your mouth and begin to decree a thing, it will be established. And I have learned that my mouth have decided my seasons. And this is why I tell people um, that I'm living in the fruitfulness and the fattiness of the land because my mouth have decided my seasons. And I have decided what it looks like for me. And I can dwell in my own peace and not be intimidated by Coach Deb or this person or that person because I have peace in what God has given me. And that brings me the greatest joy. I'm living in a season of complete joy after years of toiling when I'm gonna get married when I'm gonna get a house when I'm gonna get this when I'm gonna get it when I, you know now it's just this place of peace and allowing God to direct me and allowing my mouth and my tongue to decree and decide my seasons and trusting God that I will get ultimately where I supposed to be 
Ladies and gentlemen, have you heard? The sister said her mouth has decided her peace. Mercy God. You see how the Lord gives us control? Mm -hmm. We can have whatever we want. Yes. You said your mouth has decided your peace. And now you're living your best life. Mm -hmm. Please share with the good people after so long, mm -hmm. after so long of standing mm -hmm. and waiting mm -hmm. and declaring and believing manifestation time has come. Yes. Yes. Wow. I, <laughs> one, let me say, I bless God for all that he has done that right when you are in a pit the pit teaches you and it shows you your problems it shows you your insecurities and it shows you your level of trust in God uh -huh. the pit exposes where you are spiritual spiritually and so for years, I signed a vow in high school that said that I will wait till I'm married. And in signing that vow at 16 in high school, we had a Bible club. I was excited because when you're in high school, 25 is like the ultimate age. Everything's going to happen for you, you know? And so... I said, well, I'm going to sign this vow because apparently about the age of 25, I'm going to have my husband, you know, my two kids, my red door, my dog in the backyard. And what happens when life comes? What happens when sickness and disease come upon you? What happens when affliction come upon you? What happens when you're warring and you you in war? You in war. You're fighting the good fight of faith. You're going through trials and tribulations. You 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 bulldozing the enemy camp and you going through all this. And 25 on came and gone. 30 on came and gone. And you like, what happened to the promise in 16 of the vow that I signed? Then you in so many weddings, you can't even count no more. You have, you on through so many bridal showers and baby showers, you can't even count no more. And then you still on your journey of saying, Lord, what about me though? I'm excited, but what about me? And I remember last year, Coach Dad, I was sitting on my bed and I said, Father, I have dedicated my life. I was in my 880 square feet apartment since we being real. And I dedicated my life to you. I have served your people. I have coached people for free. I have traveled from Africa all over the place doing mission work. I mean, I went down a list like just telling God what I did for the kingdom. And I said, how is it I made, how is it that I made six figures in this 880 square feet apartment, but I still don't have the house? And I still don't have the husband. And I started checking off these things, but I did not have. And I remember having a pity party, Coach Deb, on my bed, crying and tearing, sweating. I, I mean, mad at God. I, I mean, I don't know. I was, I was mad. Then I started laughing. And I'm like, I'm sorry, God. Then I'm crying like a complete nutcase. And I remember God told me, it's, it's, it's not that I can't give it to you. 
you haven't prepared. And from that very hour, Coach Deb, literally, I began to prepare. And God gave me a cold-blooded strategy. This was last year, right around May. I began to make more money than I ever did in my career. I began to create more confessions. I had already written books on the, the power of the tongue, so I knew. I began to create these confessions, and Coach Deb, I began to see God take my portion and accelerate it. It was like these little bombs exploding all over the place. Debt was being wiped out, right? I, he told me to sow into people who was getting married. I, everybody who got married that I personally knew, I sold into their way. And I'm not talking about a $50 plate. I'm talking about sold in the midst of me paying off debt, in the midst of me saving for a house. Um, he gave me a baby to buy pampers and wipes for a year. With, and so on for married couples, people who was buying houses, he said, you sold groceries and all those people houses. It was strangers on Facebook who was buying houses I was showing. Honey, so much sold that when it, when it came time 2021 this year, 2021 this year, God absolutely blew my mind, Coach Deb. My two trademarks kicked in. From there, uh, I got keys to a new house. I was looking for a house at a certain price range. The mortgage broker said, uh-uh. You was approved for additional $157,000 more than what you're looking for. In this crazy market, I was able to put a significant down payment on my home that I'm in now. Um, we started a renovation project three days after we moved in. That was huge. I celebrated a birthday and got engaged unexpectedly. It was just like, I had to sit back because it was so overwhelming. The favor of God kicked in where the buyers rejected me. I mean, the, the, the sellers rejected my offer because somebody offered them $25,000 more. They had to call me back three weeks later and said, we cannot stop thinking about you. We terminated that contract and we want you in our house. It, it, it has been a whirlwind of blessings, but I say this not to brag on Lakeisha Dixon because I'm nobody without him. I say this to say that at every level that you begin to decree and declare and make room for what you are really believing God for. A lot of make us room. are asking for things. And that's why that thing, when you say, I'm still here, I feel this topic, I'm still here. Because the vow that I signed at 16, I didn't realize, Coach Deb, it would take, oh my God, I'm in my 40s now talking about getting engaged. I didn't realize it would take me helping other brides get down the aisle. I didn't realize that I would have to sow significantly into other married couples, significantly into other people that's buying homes, significantly into babies, buying whites and diapers for a year. I didn't realize that the level of the sewing, the level of the acceleration that God would give me would bring me to a month where he said, you know what, since you was obedient and since you kept faith and because you did not give up, because you trusted my word and you obeyed, I am going to show you great and mighty things. And I'm telling you, he backed 
that truck up and dumped it all in my driveway with no debt. And so I am here to give you hope. You may say, well, you don't know, Lakeisha, I'm at old age. Let me tell you something. If Sarah can give birth in an old age, baby, so can you. So what are you believing God for? And so I'm here to motivate that woman, motivate that man. Don't you dare give up. Don't you dare throw in the towel. Don't you dare cake in and quit. I want you to begin to trust God like you never trusted him before and say, God, I'm at your mercy. I'm at your will. I completely surrender and I'm going to allow you to order my steps. No longer would I order my own steps, but Father, bless my feet so that I can go in the direction that you have called me to be. And I'm telling you, it's God wants to bless us. There is so many supplies in heaven that he is seeking for us to make a demand. He is seeking for us to apply pressure to the word. How we believe in God, Coach Deb, is not big enough. And I tell you, when I started saving, when I started saving, it happened so quickly how God began to accelerate my money that he took me from an 880 square feet apartment to 3,000 square feet. And faith is saying, I don't know how you're going to do it, but I'm trusting that you're going to do it. I didn't have to buy no small stuff. It was already brought. I didn't buy no kitchens and appliances. The kitchen appliances were like $1,400. I didn't buy it. The overflow of the sewing that was being dropped on me was so much so people have been asking me, Keisha, what you need for your house? And I'm just like, I don't need nothing for this house unless you want to pay this mortgage on, right? Because it has been just that waiting, just that waiting. And not only that, somebody called and said, God told me to pay your first mortgage payment. And so when we talk about being obedient in the sewing, obedient in the speaking, obedient in the praying, obedient in, I don't care if it takes me, you know, people talk about, well, I brought my first house in my 20s. Well, I brought my first house in my 40s, okay? And so either way it go, God's still doing the thing. If he do it for you in your 20s, clap, clap, clap. If he do it for you in your 40s, clap, clap, clap. If he do it for you in your 60s, clap, clap, clap. In your 80s, clap, 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 right? Because when you trust God, the way he will bless you it would be so much so that it will leave you on your knees and you will have to give him all the praise. You want God to do stuff so miraculous, Coach Deb, where it keep you on your knees. You can't even stand up because you don't even have no word. You're just like, I just need to just be on the floor because this is the best place for me. And, and <laughs> I am so sorry, Coach Deb. <laughs> don't you dare apologize for letting God use you, honey. You finish what he, you just don't even know what is taking place. A lot is taking place. Okay. I see it. A lot is taking place. People are not going to be the same after this. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Mm, my God. You've given people hope. I want them to dream again. Dream again. Dream again, dream again. I used to be like, God, how you gonna do it? How you finna do this? How you, how you getting ready? How, how, how? And it was always these hows. 
and 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 God is like, I will orchestrate people just for you. And what God showed me in this process of this year, some change, don't figure me out. Your job is to prepare because I can't send your answers until you make space in room. If you're looking at me to show you the whole blueprint, then I'm not going to do it. You are obligated because at every level, thank you, Holy Spirit, at every level of faith you walk, that's when it's built. That's when it's revealed. And so you're trying to get the whole and trying to see the whole staircase, to quote my Dr. Martin Luther King, you just got to start walking and preparing. There it is. And when I started doing that, and God said, you are not to touch my money. That's your house money. Because some of our, some of us are not seeing the harvest because we're, we're, we're giving too much. I'm going to say that again. Some of us are not seeing the harvest because we're giving too much. Not that God don't want you to give, but you have to have a season where you understand that in order for me to get to where I need to be, I have to be wise in the way I value the harvest that God has given me. I don't supposed to give all of my harvest away. Once I started looking at money different and God started telling me, don't touch that money. I don't care who Paul you asking you for $500, $20. Don't pull nothing from out of that house account. That is mine. And I remember God even going so deep saying, if you pull something out of there, I'm a curse. And so in the obedience of me having to say, no, I can't do that. This is not the season for me to do that or participate in that. That was difficult. But when you begin to see the manifestations of the obedience, because obedience unlocks, it was was honoring what God gave me so that he can perform the miracle. Jesus. Wow. You see, the key is trusting and and obeying. You know, what the scripture says, obedience is better than sacrifice. You know, as a parent, it means so much for your children to obey the rules. Mm-hmm. It's like you see the bigger picture of honor when they obey yes. what you say. They, and they believe what you say, do what you say. You know, God is no different. Yes. So it's the reward is in obeying mm-hmm. and trusting. Yes. And believing him at his word. Yes. Sis, I'm telling you, I could be selfish and hold you all day, <laughs> but I know you got a life, and so does the people that are listening. And I know right now they're like, "Wee, child, <laughs> Sunday," and you know I, I gotta let people go so they can have an opportunity to sit in this stuff. You know what I'm saying? Because this is not like a tea sipping moment. It's like you just—it's a sealer moment. You just want to chill and just rest in this and gather yourself, Lord. Our yes. mercy. Hallelujah. Please tell the people how they can reach you. Tell the people, you know, uh, how they can reach you for any bookings, how they can follow your social media. You know, if uh, I know you have a school, so let them know when there's a registration. If there are people that are qualified and are called to coach, they need a, they need a teacher. They need a, they need a great coach to teach them. Mm-hmm. 
So Coach Deb, one, I want to say thank you. I honor you. I honor your platform. I honor your obedience by using your gift to glorify God. I honor you. And I pray that because you're doing this and this is a seed that's being rooted into the earth, I pray that God continue to fill your cup up into an overflow, right? Where others will be able to come and drink from your overflow. And so I thank you and I honor you so much. And um, they can find me at bclaglobal.com. So bclaglobal.com, just how my name is spelled, Lakeisha Dixon, you can find me on all social media outlets, um, IG, The Breakthrough Strategist. Uh, if you Google Lakeisha Dixon, everything will come up. All of my books, Amazon, everything will come up. So just remember Lakeisha Dixon, Lakeisha Dixon, and you will definitely be able to find me and connect with me. And what books is it that you have there? I have seven books. Um, <laughs> Sometimes I forget them. I have the victorious state of mind that have that book. The second book is called Who Am I? Three Steps to Overcome Identity Crisis, a real short book. I have Your Words Have Power. Um, I have Incorruptible, Restoring Your Soul from a Broken Past. We have Sexual Purity Exposed. We have uh, 100 Decrees to Breakthrough in Business. And then we have Proverbs 31. Uh, which is a 22-day devotional. Oh, wow. So these books, they can purchase them on Amazon? Amazon or on bclaglobal.com. Okay. Digital Excellent. and in print. Okay. Once again, thank you so much for saying yes to this interview. Ladies and gentlemen, the motivation quote for today is I'm still here. I'm still here. I'm still alive. I'm still blessed on my way to my destiny because the favor of God is on my life. That's just slap me right in the face after this testimony. Oh my God. The Lord is just directing this whole thing here. I'm so honored. Ladies and gentlemen, listen, you can't heal if you won't reveal. Please remember to follow us on all podcast outlets. We're on the major ones, Spotify, iHeartRadio, you know, Amazon. We're on all the major outlets. And of course, I always have to remind you guys, just in case you recognize any background flaw, any such thing, this is live and we're transparent. And this is something so that you're able to engage and see what's going on. But the clean version, Radio version is on the uh, podcast. You can also go to YouTube. You know, if you missed the Facebook Live, then you can go and look at the live on YouTube Relationship Lounge. You know, we have a radio show. I'm not okay. Why? I'm not okay. Why is a platform of 10 amazing professionals with different backgrounds. And what we do is we talk about the issues that we're not okay with in our community, which is the black community. We're hoping to start a conversation, ladies and gentlemen so that we can all come to a place of resolution, a place of wholeness and a place of healing. We just have to tell the, the raw truth. It's raw and uncut. It's gonna probably make you uncomfortable. It's gonna be, you know, you're gonna probably squirm, but we've got to uncover the stuff that we have hidden, you know, from generation to generation. We have a TV show coming your way real soon. I'm not okay why TV show. You download the Roku app. 
And also, we're going to be on the GEI Network. So you want to go ahead and save that so that we can be a part of your favorites. Once again, I want to thank you so much for tuning in to Reveal and Heal. I'm Coach Dan. Remember to love yourself. Love everybody. And be an example. Have an amazing day. You deserve it.